people. All right. Some are still talking. Some are still talking and distracted, so. All right, well, it's good to be here. It's good to see each one of you. I want to welcome everyone. It's so good to have you. Uh, we're glad that you've joined us to worship the Lord and to hear his word and to be encouraged. And we hope that's what you're here for this morning, to fellowship uh, with each other. And uh, let's all stand up for an opening prayer. Father, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you have done, Lord. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for calling each one of us by name, Lord. God, you've not forsaken us, but you are here and your spirit is here among us. And Lord, you are drawing each one of us to you. And I pray, God, that, that your word would be fulfilled in our lives this morning. God, that your name would be glorified. Lord Jesus, that you would be, um, that you would be lifted high. Lord Jesus, we're here um, to worship you, God, to honor you, to glorify you, and to, um, to fulfill your word, Lord. I just pray that your will would be done this morning. Thank you for each one that's here. Lord, I pray for those who are maybe still on their way or those who are joining us online. God, I ask that you would bless them, that you would minister to them by your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that you would um, be glorified in each life. Father, thank you for um, your love and your goodness to us. Thank you that you're a good father to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Come people of the risen King. Let's sing together. Come people of the risen King Who delight to bring Him praise Come all and tune your hearts to sing To the morning star of praise From the shifting shadows of the earth We will lift our eyes to Of his grace. 
was free Pardon there was multiplied to me thankful the ultimate battle was won at Calvary. Amen? And Satan, that old serpent, that vile being was defeated forever. Jesus crushed him. And I think this next song ties in with that really well. It's called The Battle Belongs to the Lord. Heavenly armor will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. standard the power of his blood the battle belongs to the lord So many times in your word, you told us to not fear, and I pray that that would become more of a reality in each of our lives this morning, God, that through this life's trials and circumstances and battles, Lord, that we would not fear, but cling to you knowing that you have won the battle, Lord, and that we can be safe and secure in your love, Lord. Thank you for that this morning, Jesus. I was reading in Romans yesterday morning. And it says, God very clearly says, that he loves us because of his son. 
because of Jesus. And I had to think this morning, I was talking to Brandon on the way to church, and I was telling him that I can only love him completely because of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that I can love him the way that I need to, the way that I can be the dad that I need to be to him. And, and how much also that it builds that bond within us. If we are in Christ, each one of us, what it does because of Christ and that common ground of Christ within us. Last week I met with Christy's dad, and I know Steve. I've talked to him multiple times, but I don't know no Steve. But I sat down with him, and it was so interesting how that God immediately, there is a connection there. I told him afterwards, I said, I, I know I'm really good friends with Lee and Christy, so you know I feel like I knew him so well. But when you think back on it, it's not just Lee and Christy that I know him so well because of, but I know him because of Jesus Christ. It is because of the common ground that we have in Christ. And I, de I desire that that is our bond as a church together. It's not because we come to the same building. It's not because we have the same likes or dislikes. But it is Jesus Christ at work within each one of us. And as we allow him, as we grow in him, it builds us together in love for each other because only of Jesus Christ. And that did not apply at all to this song. <laughs> These are the days of Elijah Declaring the word of the Lord And these are the days of your servant Moses' righteousness Coming as flesh, and these are the days of your servant David rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, the fields are as wide in the world, and we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah. 
behold he comes riding on the clouds shining like the sun at the trumpet call so lift your voice seated and I'll turn the time over. minutes up here yet done thanks you can let go now <laughs> thank you well I thought there was a lot more kids out there than there was up here you know I had to think about it the adults all got to sit down so do you think any children that were sitting during, oh, there goes Tiffany. You think she's going to come up? Okay. You know, anybody that was sitting down during singing, maybe they have to stand up here now. Huh. We'll think about it. All right. You guys got a song you want to sing? Tiffany, you've been gone for weeks and you don't have a song? You didn't, what did you sing while you were gone? Nothing. Well, that must have been a very joyless household you were in. Well, Waymaker. Oh, okay. Man, that's that's pretty adult, grown-up song for you to sing. You could sing all of it. Oh, I'm proud of you for that. Sometime you'll have to give me a personal concert. Huh? Your kids. Oh, that you do. All right. Anybody got a song? Denzel, what's your favorite one? Joy, joy, joy. Hey, we know that one. All right. Do you want? Do you want to say joy, 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 or do you do you want to do it and ask them have where first? You want? You guys want to say where first? Oh, they got it. Okay. All right, you guys, 
So we're gonna sing the joy, joy, joy. They're gonna ask the wonderful love of our blessed Redeemer. We don't know. Okay. So, all right. Got this? Okay. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. love of Jesus in my heart. I've got the wonderful <laughs> down in the neck. in my heart and I'm so happy so very happy I've got the love of Jesus in my heart I definitely think you won the what that was the one I just sang right I got, I, I got the peace that passes understanding. That's what we sang, right? Second one. Okay, so you all say where together. All right. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart. I think Benny can scream louder than the girls. Hmm. There's less girls? Well, you don't need extra girls if you got Benny screaming for you. I know. Hmm. All right. So let's think of something we don't normally sing. I knew it was coming. I just was like, I would, my next statement out of my wallet mouth was going to be except for Father Abraham, and I didn't get there fast enough. Oh, you guys know Father Abraham? You know it? Okay, you're going to have to step out from the wall because not everybody can be there. Okay. Uh-uh. 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 Come stand up here. We need a good per. No, no, not you. This little guy. Mm-hmm. You have to be a good example. Yeah. All right. Why'd my bass die? I have no bass all of a sudden, Ty. I have no bass. 
Something went dead. Well, I don't know what went dead. Something went dead. That's what went dead. All right. No, we're doing Father Abraham. Do you know it? It is very simple. It is pretty, it is so simple, even Steve can do it. Do you guys think Steve has to come up here and do it with you? Well, somebody run back there and get him, because he probably is going to need help getting here. Nope, Steve, I'm the only one that gets to face this way. You have to turn over there and face this way. (laughs) Okay. If you fall down, try not to take too many kids with you. (laughs) Let's pick on Steve Morning. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steve. Um, Late notice, but okay. All right, here we go. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord right on. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord right on, left on. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right arm, left arm, right foot. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, chin up, Father Abraham. Had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, chin up, turn around. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, chin up, turn around, sit down. Woo! Thank you, Steve. We won't even ask you to do, oops, see, no. 
We won't. I was. I, I could have started singing "Cast Your Burdens" real quick if you'd have laid down. <laughs> Cast your burdens. Which one did we learn last week? Jesus bids us shine with the pure, cheering light. Right? But you weren't here. You don't know that song. Well, stand up and learn it. Hmm? Do you know it? Okay, you're going to lead it? B, right? Jesus bids us shine with a clear, pure light, like a little candle burning in the night. Dreading seeds of darkness, we will shine. You in your small corner, and I in corner and I in mine. Is there one more? That was it. Okay. I got to read those again. Ain't that the one you gave me, Rowan, ain't it? That, oh. oh, that was the 12 disciples because I couldn't get Bartholomew stuck in there where I was supposed to. All right. You guys want to do cast your burdens? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Denzel, we're just getting ready to do cast your burdens. Bring Brad with you when you come back. Or not. Or not. You coming back? It must be a Mexican thing. When you're done, you're done. <laughs> All right. I try not to pick on him too bad or he won't come up here anymore. I like. All right. He used to not. Now he started to, and now I'm going to scare him off again. All right, cast your burdens. All right. What's your name, young man? What? Thias? Lias. How do you spell that? Do you know? Can you tell me? Eli Elias. Okay. I was, I was getting it wrong. I'm hard of hearing. I ran too many chainsaws, so... Sorry, Elias. Do you know this one? Okay, it's just a lot of laying down and standing back up and then jumping. Okay. All right. Cast your burdens onto Jesus, for he cares for you. Cast your burdens onto Jesus. For he cares for you. Higher, higher, lift up Jesus. Higher, 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 lower, 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 Satan, lower, 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 lower. Lower, 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 
got to witness some rather ungrateful children. So today, I'm just going to remind everybody that we should be grateful for our parents and should be respectful. You guys respectful and grateful with your parents? So we should go this week, we should be like extra grateful and extra happy to our parents. That's basically all I got. Not much. All right, y'all can go back to your parents. Chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore... Encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. Wherever you see in the scriptures the word therefore, go back and look wherefore. Now, you've probably heard that before because a lot of preachers like to say that. It's kind of that cliche word that we like to say. But it's true because so many times... For myself, I miss things in Scripture because I take it out of context. Have you ever seen people? Have you ever done that? You ever seen preachers do it or hear them do it? Yeah, we've all been there, right? It's really important, dear brother, sister, to read a word like this in the letter that Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonia. And so to really get this word, you have to read the whole letter. I'm not going to do that this morning because of the sake of time and my voice, but I encourage you to do it. And if you go back, you can read this, these five chapters in probably 20 minutes. If you're a slow reader, perhaps an hour, at the longest, it will bless you and it will bring meat, flesh, onto these bones of truth. It'll tell you how to do it. And why it's so important that we do this. Going back just a bit to verse 4. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. That the day should overtake you as a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. I want to take those two words and bring them to your attention. Alertness and soberness to God's word. If you and I, there are many different ways we can read and hear. Have you ever noticed that in yourself? How about your parents? Have you ever listened to your children while working? Moms, maybe you're washing the dishes and someone's saying, Mom, Mom, Mom. Or Dad, maybe you know, you're fixing something or you're constructing something. You're busy doing something and your children are trying to get your attention and you say to them, Go ahead, I'm listening. But for some reason, they just don't believe you. They keep saying, Dad, Dad, hey, Dad, 
until you stop and you look them in the eye and you say, okay, son, I'm listening, Dwayne. What, what is it that you wanted to say? Now they'll quit saying, dad, dad, mom, mom, and they'll start sharing their heart with you. You been there? Or perhaps you took someone out for coffee and a lunch. Or you were just right here talking to someone. And as you talk, you're looking them in the eye. But they're looking elsewhere. You ever experienced that? They're looking around. Do you feel like they're really listening to you? Uh, It's interesting. Sometimes... As a preacher, I do it on purpose. If someone is saying something I don't think is edifying and I'm just trying to get it off their hearts and I just start looking around seeing how fast they'll shut down. (laughs) That might be a little... uh, not, not the nicest approach, but sometimes that's better than an open rebuke because it just shuts it down. And after a while they go, what was I saying? This is how you and I sometimes, many times perhaps... Listen to the Holy Spirit when he shares God's living truth with our hearts. And we wonder, why am I not getting it? Why is it not making an impactful, powerful, living difference in my life? Perhaps you should check how you're listening. But let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do not sleep at night, and those who get drunk, for those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we're of the day, let us be sober. What does the word sober mean in this context? It is comparing it to drunkenness, so obviously that's the... The ominous meaning is don't be drunk. But drunkenness' effect on us is, as Ephesians 5 says, do not be drunk with wine, for therein is dissipation, is the word that is used, or it's disillusion. A drunken person can do things, according to the book of Proverbs, and not even feel the pain. Right? That's that dissipation, you're not dealing with reality. And it's easy for us as Christians to not deal with reality, with the Word of God in our hearts. I see it in myself. And so I come to God's Word, not drunk with wine, but drunk with my own opinions. You ever been drunk with your own thoughts? Proverbs 16 says, every man is right in his own eyes, but it leads to death. Just like drunkenness leads to death. So my own thoughts. And so I see that I can come to God's word. Oh, I was talking to a brother last night. I was so blessed with this brother because he was scheduled to preach here today. But... The Lord's doing a deep work in his heart. And he said to me, I cannot. I found myself for the last few days, Phil, taking my own personal life and wrapping everything around this sermon. 
And building God's word around the sermon and what I was going to say. And God stopped me in my tracks and said, this is for you, not for you to preach. And so he calls me and says, I can't preach. I've got to live this out first. I was so blessed with my dear brother. And it deeply challenged my own life because I see that so often as a parent or as a preacher, I can take God's word and I see a need in my son's lives or in other people's lives and I just want to get it like some mud, you know, and put it around the rock and put the rock into it and make it stick to the wall. I want to just apply it to the life and make them see it. Right? they got to see it, man. And somehow it just doesn't work that way. You put that kind of mud on someone's life and for some reason, have you ever used crazy glue or even the gorilla stuff that they say is the best in the world and you glue it on something and within five minutes it just falls right off. And you go, what's with the glue? Maybe it's the application. Did you read the instructions carefully? And that's how it is in my life. In our lives so often, we want to take God's word and apply it to our, each other's lives, you know, and say, make it stick. Don't you get it? And we get frustrated. Or like Mary, we get bothered with our sister who's sitting at the feet of Jesus, but she's not doing her duty. We get bothered with our children because they're not getting the truth. And the Lord says, you're drunk with your own ways, your own thoughts about this. You're just taking my word and you're, you're not being sober. Taking it from me as a sober person and saying, this is my living word for you. And letting it change your own life first. Verse 8. But since we are of the day, let us be sober and look. This is what soberness does. Having put on the breastplate of faith. The first step of soberness is personal. You get that? And it covers your heart. Proverbs tells us in Proverbs Let me find it so I can read it to you and don't misquote it. I think it's in Proverbs chapter 6. No, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. And what's the result? Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. The breastplate of faith takes all my emotions of my heart and it puts the strength of faith over it and if our hearts do not have the breastplate of faith put on it that first step of soberness 
will become like those who the Hebrew writer is writing to as we listen and even preach God's word to others or to ourselves. This is what happens when we do it without faith. Turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 2. This word is a, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, For indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also, but... I said this once before, and people laughed at it, but I say it because sometimes a humorous point really gets our attention. Watch out for God's butts in the Bible. They're serious. They're powerful in many ways. They're a strong warning, and they give us serious instruction. So let it grab your attention. But the word they heard did not profit them. Did zero form. Nothing. Because it was not united by faith. It didn't come into my heart by faith. My heart did not take that word and say, it's for me now. Right now, it's for me. It was for my kids. It was for my wife. It was for you as a preacher. It was for the, my neighbors. It was for my coworkers, but not for me. It was for somebody else. Why is it not sticking? I just don't get it. And we become like Moses if we're not careful and do the very same things or say the same things in our heart he said to Israel. The words that kept him out of Canaan. Do you remember? When he got, got frustrated with Israel and they were crying for water. And God said, Moses, speak to the rock. And Moses was angry with the people and their unbelief. And he grabs his cane and he hits the rock. All you rebels! He yells at him. What did God do? Water came flowing from the rock. The people were, their thirst was quenched. God met the people's needs. But Moses missed the promised land because of that one mistake. It was for the others, and he missed it. And the Lord warns me strongly. I can take God's word so often and apply it to the people I most desperately think need it. And it is my duty to give them their word. It is our duty as fathers. Fathers, Ephesians chapter 6 says, Fathers, bring up your children in the instruction and the discipline of the Lord. It is our duty. But if I do it in the spirit that Moses did, guess what God's going to do? He's going to give it to them. But you're going to miss it. I will miss it in my own heart. It did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter 
my rest. Verse 6. Since therefore it remains for some to enter in and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience. You see, unbelief is disobedience. Do you believe that? Unbelief. A lack of faith of coming to him, my father, and receiving his word through faith, that personal breastplate of faith is disobedience. That's what kept Moses from entering the promised land. He disobeyed God. God said, speak, and he hit. The application was wrong, and God had to deal with Moses for that. And when you and I take God's truth and apply it wrongly, first to others, then to ourselves, we get the result of disobedience to our Heavenly Father. And we miss it. And here's what we miss. The promised land in Hebrews 4 is in one word, rest and that's what we miss peace resting in his love and we'll preach our lungs out we'll do so many things we'll go to great extent to give our children and those who we have responsibility over the word of God but you know what we're gonna miss what Martha missed, the best part, Jesus said, that won't be taken away from Mary. In fact, Jesus said it's the one needful thing. The one thing you need is rest. Have you seen this? Have you experienced it, dear brother, sister? That put on the breastplate of righteous, of faith, as you're sober coming to God's word, and you seek to build up someone else. Begin this way. The breastplate of faith over your own heart. Come to a place of rest first. A place of peace with God. And then you, out of that, out of that place of rest and obedience, you can share with others. You will be amazed at how God's grace will come and make a place of rest to those you're sharing God's word with. And as you seek to build them up, it will bring them also to the place where you have come, a place of rest. Oh, without this, all we have, all we become is Martha's. And I don't say that in a derogatory way, but in a sense of warning in that context of I think it's in in Mark <clears throat> chapter 10 or 9 let me just find it real quick for you and read it to you where Jesus came to Mary and Martha's house and
Maybe you can look it up. I, I didn't look up that because I hadn't planned to go there. But you know the story, right? And we become busybodies in the church, in our own life, so busy trying to fix everybody else's problems by building them up. But we're not at a place of peace. And the devil knows if I can keep them from this one promise. That's the promise in Hebrews chapter 4. Therefore, verse 1, let us fear lest while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you should seem to have come short of it. That's the context. The one thing that I love about Jesus is that Jesus' ministry always ended in rest. You know why? Because even though when he comes into the temple and he makes a whip and he cleanses the temple and it seems at that moment there's a lot of unrest. He's throwing over the tables and the money is flying everywhere and the people are running for their lives out of the temple. When he was done cleansing, what happened? You know what happened? Can someone tell me what happened in the temple? Go back and read the story again. The children and all the others came and filled the temple and he began sharing God's word with them. It turned into a place of rest and peace. And that's still what he wants to do in his word in each one of our lives. Back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. The breastplate of faith is so important as we build one another up. It brings us to a place of rest. And faith does more than that. It leads to love. Look what he says. Let us be sober, verse 8, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. It's the only way I can truly love is if I believe God for you. It's one thing to believe God for myself. But love as Jesus loved to obey the new commandment in John 14 where Jesus said, you have heard that it has been said to you, love your neighbor as yourself. But a new commandment I give to you not like the old. The old commandment is love your neighbors yourself. A human selfish love. Because that's all they had. There had never been an example or an instruction to love any greater than that. That was the greatest love there was. And Jesus quoted it. He said, there's no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friend. Under the old covenant, that was the greatest love there was. But not anymore. Jesus took it higher. Men had never heard anything like this before until Jesus said it. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. That's a greater love. That's divine, not human. That's not selfish. That's faith. And 
only, you and I can only love to that degree when I believe God for you. When I pray for you and I believe God loves you in a greater way than I could ever love you. And I begin to believe God for you. Oh man, how this would change our homes. How it would transform our lives. I see this need in my own life, brothers and sisters. I'm not preaching to you without having put this on first. As the Lord has been working this through my own heart in the last two weeks. And saying, Phil, you can comfort yourself thinking you're laying down your life for your wife or for your children or for others. But I have a greater love than that for you to share with them. And the only way you're going to love them as I love them is if you entrust their souls to me. And you know what you and I find when we do that? Rest. You can't rest in intercessory prayer for someone. Year after year, you will burn out or become bitter, one or the other. It will burn out or you'll become bitter because you don't see change. You don't see the change you want to see. You don't see the building up and the strength you are doing. And you become bothered. The only place of rest is when you begin to love and then entrust. And you can walk away. You can rise up from your prayer time of intercession rejoicing that God is their shepherd. And you believe with your whole heart. He who began a good work in them will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul had this kind of love for this church. That's how he starts the letter. Look at it with me. In chapter 1. I can't find it right now, but I think it's somewhere in here. Maybe, maybe that is actually in Philippians. Let me go back and look real quick because I don't want to misquote the Word of God. And sometimes I get them a little mixed up, <clears throat> one to the other. It is in Philippians, so please forgive me for that. But this was Paul's heart to all the churches in verse 6 of Philippians chapter 1, he says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it unto the day of Jesus Christ. So that's how we love. And our love, our love has this hope, this expectation for others. Hope is not something you get to see. Hebrews 11 makes that very clear, right? For that which we hope for is something that we haven't seen yet, but we believe. Look, in verse 8, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. 
That's where it leads us to. Is that hope of Jesus Christ of salvation upon the situation or the person we're praying for. The people we're building up. This work that we're about and doing for each other. Oh, dear parents, I want to encourage you with the encouragement the Lord has been giving me in this word. Don't lose hope for your children. As you labor in love day after day, don't lose the hope of salvation. Because if you do, they'll know it. You gave up. You may, you may go through the rituals of praying every morning, fathers, over your children. Or if your conviction is to sit around the table and share the word of God with them. Whenever you do it, however God is leading you to bring up your children in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. And, and interceding for your wife and your children and sharing the word of God and building each other up. Mothers and fathers and in the church. We dare not lose the hope of salvation. If that begins to wane in our hearts and we don't exercise this word with faith towards God first, putting on that breastplate on my own heart, receiving God's word with that faith that makes the difference transforming difference of his word and it profits brings about a change of Jesus in me and then I share that in the love that he's loving me with that love that brings me into a place of rest and then that hope the hope of salvation that God is a saving God. He's a saving God. He still is. And he always will be. His salvation is near. That is when we experience verse 9. For God has not destined us for wrath. But for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. You want to give that to others? You want to experience that? That's the way out of condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Right here. It seems simple, but it's true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. That's the context, part of it. Therefore, that's the wherefore. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Faith, hope. Love. The greatest of these is love. One day, faith will pass away. One day, hope 
will turn to sight. There'll be no need to hope or have any more faith. It's over. And the only thing that remains is love. That'll be there for all eternity. Because when we see him, we'll be changed, become like him. We will then not only live in the atmosphere of his perfect love, we will love each other with that same perfect love. But until that day, dear brothers and sisters, make this the goal of your life. And let us exercise each other personally and together in this way. This is the way. Walk ye in it. The Lord kept reminding me. Put on that breastplate of faith. Love one another as you have been loved, the new commandment. And hope, that great hope of salvation. Oh, I am amazed at how faithful Jesus relates to me every day in the little areas of my life in this way. And all he's calling us to do is to pass it on. And when we do, we begin eventually to see the fruit of that and enjoy that fruit, the peaceable fruit of righteousness, James calls it. That him who sows peace, do it in peace, that he may reap the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Oh, it's been such a, a comfort to me, but also a strong exhortation the Lord has given me. Phil, enter into my rest and live in my rest and share from that place of rest. Don't you ever wish Mary would have opened her mouth? I do. I wonder what she has to say as she sat at the feet of Jesus. But did you notice she didn't say a word to Martha? Not one word. It wasn't necessary. You know why? Who answered Martha? Someone tell me? Ah. Are you willing to let Jesus answer your sister? Your brother, that's the place of rest. Mary wasn't disturbed. She was at a place of rest. And Jesus answered for her. That's the goal of my ministry, my life. That the Lord would continue to bring me back to that place. That Jesus answers. And when he does put a word in our mouth, because sometimes he does, many times we as parents especially do need to answer to our children and share. But it comes from that place of rest. God bless you.
Thank you, Phil, for sharing those words. I was looking at that verse there. The hope of salvation. Is that, uh, is that the reality of our life, that we're, we're living in that hope of salvation? thinking about that a lot lately. Last weekend I was gone and was at a funeral in Pennsylvania for a close family friend that had passed away and he was, he was a man that uh, was very much known for his uh, being, being a servant to others and his servant's heart and, and that's that is just really how he how he lived his life, and a lot of people talked about that and, and their memories of him in that. But that's that's not that's not what actually defined his life. It was that he lived in in the hope of salvation, and and God gave me the opportunity to uh, share to a pretty large crowd of people, and and many who uh, largely base their salvation in good works and, and good deeds for their hope of salvation. And I was able to share that our, our hope of salvation is not the good works. It is that faith in Christ and our love for Christ and obedience to Christ were the three things that uh, God impressed on me to, to share with this group. And and I felt like that, that tied into what Phil was sharing this morning, and especially that verse on, on the hope of salvation. So let's go this forward this week and, and live in that hope of our salvation. All right, uh, we're going to have a meal here shortly, so please everybody stay and uh, participate in that, and there will be plenty of food and and a lot of good fellowship as well. So this will conclude this part of our service, but please stay and enjoy the fellowship and the food. So if you can, please uh, stand up and we'll dismiss in a closing prayer. Thank you, Father, for this time together. I thank you that uh, you are our hope of salvation. I pray that you would increase our faith and our love and our obedience to you in the days ahead. I pray that you would go with us today, bless our time of fellowship and the food that's been provided. I pray that you would uh, receive all honor and glory. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.